GM, welcome to LexLine, brought to you in conjunction with our friends at Rug Radio, where we discuss the latest legal developments in Web3, blockchain, and crypto law. Nothing we discuss should ever be considered legal or financial advice. If you have a specific legal question, you should consult a lawyer, do it privately, don't do it on a recorded Twitter space because these spaces are recorded. And if you come up and join the conversation, you can listen to yourself back on our podcast formats on Apple and Spotify. Check us out, if you haven't already, on LexLine. Today, I wanted to jump into, among all the things happening in crypto, including the Ryder Rips case going to trial with Yuga Labs and the denial of the motion to dismiss in the Luna case and the contrast in that decision by the district court judge in the Southern District of New York, obviously at odds with the XRP decision recently released by another district judge. Plenty of stuff to talk about, but I wanted to hone in today a little bit about this SCC complaint that was just brought in the Hex case. Hex founder Richard Hart is charged by the SCC with misusing investor funds worth millions based on an alleged unregistered crypto asset securities offering that the SEC claims garnered over $1 billion. Interesting case, continuation of yet more regulation by enforcement. This one really focused on fraud, allegations concerning the drop and the execution of Hex, Pulse Chain, and Pulse X. Before jumping into all of those respective uh, platforms and what they are and how they relate, in relation to the SEC's lawsuit, a little backstory I think is important. Richard Hart is characterized by media reports as being a serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, and someone who has a lot of passion for blockchain. Um, made money early in internet uh, uh, startups and has a huge estimated net worth. According to media reports, uh, was somewhat of a child prodigy and a real tech savvy individual and a real savvy entrepreneur, began to shift his attention to online businesses and launched some pretty successful uh, startups in the online space, made a good bit of money according to media reports, and then shifted his focus to Bitcoin after reading about it in a Reddit post, um, became interested in the concept of decentralization, felt that he could build something better than what was already out there, um, seemed to have, as been reported, that he had an indifference towards Bitcoin's elusive founder, Satoshi Nakamoto, and wanted to carve out his own niche in the space, um, decided in 2019 to launch Hex, and Hex was touted as being the first high-yield blockchain certificate of deposit. So he founded Hex, and part of the guiding principles of Hex were that he wanted to uh, create an alternative to Ethereum, which would be more efficient, faster, and better for the consumer as far as a user experience. So after dropping Hex, uh, 
there was some controversy associated with what he was doing in the space. And the SEC quickly caught notice of it and dropped this lawsuit. The lawsuit alleges that uh, over the course of his association with Hex, Pulse Chain, and Pulse X, uh, he touted these as unregistered crypto asset security offerings, amassed over a billion dollars. And additionally, the SEC charged fraud in that he misappropriated at least 12 million from offering proceeds in connection with Pulse Chain to fund extravagant luxury items. And one that's been famously circulated is he bought a 555 carat black diamond called the Enigma, which is kind of interesting because this whole case seems to be sort of an enigma. Um, I see a lot of criticism out there about what he's amassed and what he's purchased, but I guess it's worth bearing in mind that he had wealth before he ever started Hex. But the allegations specifically from the SEC seem to be that he diverted money that was intended to build on these platforms and allegedly used that for other purposes. So let's jump into what's going on. Since 2018, Hex has been marketed as a high-yield, quote, blockchain certificate of deposit, offering and selling Hex tokens in an unregistered offering from 2019 through November of 2020, as alleged in the SEC's lawsuit. And if anyone wants to take a close look at that, I've pinned a little blog post that I did concerning this recent development. One of the interesting aspects about it, according to the SEC, was that the operation resulted in the collection of over 2.3 million in Ethereum and involved a so-called, quote, recycling, quote, of transactions that allegedly allowed Hart to secretly gain control of more HEX tokens uh, and sort of, I guess, manipulate the market is what the SEC is suggesting in the complaint. The SEC claims that HEX uh, is an unincorporated entity created by Hart and that it serves as his alter ego. It's an interesting way that they hedge it in the complaint as alter ego, which is normally the way that uh, lawsuits tend to try to pierce the corporate veil and go after individuals in personally for their conduct. The SEC alleges that uh, HEX is responsible for an ERC-201 token, HEX, a type of fungible token that operates on the Ethereum blockchain. The complaint goes on to note that Hart conducted two additional unregistered crypto asset security offerings between July 2021 and March of 2022, each raising hundreds of millions of dollars in crypto assets. These funds were supposed to be used, according to the SEC's allegations, to develop PulseChain, which was a crypto asset network, and PulseX, which was a crypto asset trading platform. If you dive deeply into the complaint, there are uh, allegations in the complaint that there were several representations made about what these uh, particular platforms, one being the Pulse Chain Asset Network and Pulse X, the crypto trading platform, could do. Uh, essentially, according to the SEC, Pulse Chain is another entity that Hart established, which he offered as an Ethereum fork and a layer one blockchain alternative to ETH. 
Hart released Paul's Chain on May 12, 2023. Similar to Hex, the SEC is claiming that Paul's Chain served as his alter ego. This native token for Pulse Chain uh, that was dropped in conjunction with this went by the token symbol PLS. And the, the allegations are that uh, the SEC uh, claims that Hex was offered and sold uh, Pulse Chain and PLS tokens as unregistered securities. So you can kind of hear the broken record going on again here. And that these particular offerings that Hart developed through PulseX served as PulseChain's decentralized asset trading platform. Essentially, it was a fork that he created through Uniswap of the platform. The SEC claims that PulseX differs from traditional platforms by using an automated market maker, a smart contract on the Ethereum blockchain, instead of a traditional order book and matching engine. They found that to be interesting distinction. They note that PulseX was released in May of 2023 as the native token PulseX PLSX. According to the SEC, neither PulseX nor PLSX token offerings, again, broken record, were registered by the SEC. One interesting component of the fraud scheme charged by the SEC is that Hart developed a staking feature for HEX tokens promising returns as high as 38%, and that this was done in an attempt to avoid SEC laws by inviting investors to, quote, sacrifice their crypto assets for PLS and PLSX tokens instead of making a, quote, investment. If I recall the backstory on this, the incentive was that you could stake any, any token in exchange, and I think you could also invest in, in a number of charitable causes that were near and dear to the team's heart. And this was alleged by the SEC to be somewhat of an end around from offering it as an investment contract, it sounds like, from a very quick cursory reading of the complaint. So the SEC details Hart's development and promotion of HEX, they allege that he, as the founder and creator of Hex, marketed it as a first high-yield blockchain certificate of deposit. The promotion commenced in November of 2018, and the unique selling point for Hex tokens was the additional staking feature that I just discussed, which enabled investors to lock up their tokens for a specified duration to receive additional tokens in the future. According to the SEC, Hex promised investors that the HEX smart contract would yield investment returns in the form of additional HEX tokens. The SEC further charged that the purpose of this staking was to reduce the number of HEX tokens in circulation, thereby increasing their price. So sort of the inkling of potential market manipulation and locking up the tokens to sort of boost up the price the SEC cited that Hart frequently stated that investors would receive the average investment return of 38% for staking. And he, according to the SEC, heavily promoted the staking feature on HEX to potential investors, claiming that it provided a unique opportunity to earn additional HEX tokens. So this is a pretty broad sweeping allegation. 
Then the SEC's complaint bridges over to PulseChain and the development and offering of PulseChain. Hart began the development of PulseChain, which he characterized as a fork of the Ethereum network that would lower gas fees and provide four times the speed of ETH. Now, whether that's ever been tested, proven, I'm not sure. This is just what's alleged in the complaint. The complaint further alleges that Hart initiated the offering to raise funds for Pulse's development, where investors were directed to, quote, sacrifice various crypto assets to purchase Pulse Chain's native token PLS. The SEC alleged investors who deposited crypto assets were promised future PLS tokens corresponding to their investment amount. I guess that's that whole sacrifice aspect of the, of the business model. The circulation of PLS tokens was based on the amount of investment and the timing of the investment within the offering period. So the SEC is charging that Hart claimed various benefits of Pulse Chain, including faster transaction times, lower gas, and basically touted it as a competitor to Ethereum's chain. Did that ever materialize? Unclear. Finally, the SEC in this complaint seeks to permanently enjoin Hart and Pulse Chain from violating sections of the Securities Act and the Exchange Act. The SEC is asking the court to permanently enjoin all the defendants from violating sections of the Securities Act, permanently bar the defendants from participating in the purchase, offer, or sale of crypto asset securities, or engaging in activities to induce such activities. And they want to, of course, discourage any alleged ill-gotten gains, collect prejudgment interest, and civil penalties. So that is sort of the TLDR of what's going on with this particular case. I see we've got Matt and Josh in the house. Hope you all are doing well. Any thoughts on what just dropped here with respect to this case or anything else that's happening in the space? Happy to talk about it. I know that everyone's attention is also really focused on what's going on with respect to Yuga and the trial that happened yesterday in federal court with Ryder Rips. Our colleague in the space, Nir, did an amazing breakdown of what happened in that trial. And I will go ahead and pin that to the nest for anyone who wants to take a look at that. Uh, I don't have much else to report today. Unless anyone wants to come up and join the conversation, I'm going to kind of leave this as a good rundown of what happened with respect to the Hex case, and sort of open the question for future consideration, is this going to be a harbinger of future DOJ or CFTC litigation? We know that these things tend to move in pairs of threes. Anytime the SEC seems to drop any kind of a fraud uh, case surrounding the offering of a crypto token, there seems to be a follow-up with criminal investigation. We'll see. Matt, you want to join the conversation? Always happy to have you. Bringing you up to the stage. What is good in your world, Matt? And what are your thoughts on what's going on? What's up, Carla? Thank you for, for having me up. I I honestly, I haven't read uh, um, the heck stuff. I've just been so much going on. But I figured because it's kind of quiet, if you don't mind, I can plug away at uh, the State Bar's October conference on the 16th and the 17th, 
where we will be discussing all types of relevant issues, um, including these issues. So I figured since... Pump uh, your bags, my man. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, <laughs> and I know, you know, I think you're, you're coming if you, you know, you can, I guess, talk about that whenever you wish. But, you know, we've got a lot of cool things uh, planned. It's like a continuation of what we did in April. And uh, it's going to have more of a, a, I guess, a tech aspect of it. We'll, we'll deal with uh, cybersecurity and AI on top of Web3 and, and that kind of stuff. But it'll still be a lot of the good subjects that we touched upon last time. And there's probably some info pinned on my Twitter, but we've had multiple um, uh, other bar associations and stuff already jump on board and other sponsors. So I really need to update that. But if anybody's listening... And this, it, if anybody's listening to this before October 16th, 2023, um, please uh, keep your eyes open or reach out to me. Um, I think it's going to go live on the, the website soon so we can actually register now that we're in uh, August. So um, looking forward to it and we can discuss more of this fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, no secret. Happy to announce that I'm going to be uh, leading a conversation at the conference discussing money laundering and other aspects of blockchain crime and fraud, which happen to be my area of interest in the space. So I'm excited to be a part of the conference. Attended uh, the last one, uh, the inaugural, we should call it. And it was amazing. It was great to see everybody. And hopefully we can draw more Web3 lawyers to that. So I'm glad that you gave that a plug. I will, of course, uh, link to uh, the State Bar's website uh, when you have that up. And I'm happy to share that. And this will go out in podcast form. And I'll share that as well so we can get the word out to the community in general. Yeah, look, I wanted to talk about Hex today because I figured that was one of the things that might have got lost in the noise because there were so many things going on yesterday and so many things dropping. And, you know, there were frankly great conversations and great threads done about a lot of what was happening. And I did pin Nier's uh, excellent thread summarizing the Yuga trial. So didn't think that was necessarily something we needed to retread. But I thought Hex was an interesting thing that dropped that is <laughs> another massive uh, allegation of fraud and market manipulation and et cetera, et cetera, by the SEC. So good information to put out there. For anyone who missed it, of course, you can always tune back and catch it on podcast format. Christian, I see that you jumped into the conversation. Always great to see you out there as well. Wendy, thank you as always for supporting. Mike, Mike, who's uh, getting through the postgraduate stage of law school. Excited to see what you're going to do with your legal career, Mike, and always enjoy seeing your face out in the crowd. Thank you to everyone who joined today. This was sort of a little bit of a, of a market recap on what's happening with the Hex case. Feel free to share it, retweet it, and we'll be back at it again Friday, hopefully with new and emerging developments, and maybe we'll open it up to a bigger and broader conversation. So to everyone who joined, as always, thank you so much and appreciate you following and supporting LexLine. We'll talk soon, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your workday.